the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, now. It's Thursday afternoon. Sun shining. Grass is cut. Feels pretty good to be alive, doesn't it, though? Okay. Did you cut your grass today? Uh, I did, yeah. Uh-huh. I've had a series of setbacks, which is not unusual for me in the springtime. The, uh, the riding mower, the old riding mower was running into problems. And was I had it? to call my guy, Ron. But while that was happening, of course, the grass continued to grow until Ron showed. And then by the time that happened, I had to go out with a weed whacker. Uh, you know, it's just, I'm telling you, like, like you don't. That's what and by then you can blame it on Ron. No, Ron's a good guy. You I sure just, you can't blame it on Ron? No, be no I need Ron. No. Okay. Ron is like a guardian angel for me. Okay, He's Ron, like the, we're not blaming it on you. No, the craftsman, riding mower, guardian angel. All blessings to you, Ron, wherever mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Terrific. How are things today in the homestead? Uh, well, a little hectic, technologically speaking, this mm-hmm. is just where it you is know? in today's world, mm-hmm. is that you can be brought to your knees, like begging, screaming, asking for mercy from your laptop. Right. Like, yeah. can you show me some mercy no. laptop? I it's mean, a very just, complex relationship, isn't it? It really, it, it really is. is. And, and when, you know, this is not to complain, this is just what it is. I'm sure there are tons of people who understand this. But because our work life is tied up in the laptop, you know, mm-hmm. because we're zooming through the laptop. And by the way, if you'd like to watch the show unfold, you can right now on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM. Um, because of that, you can't also do other things on it no. at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's kind of doing its one thing. And then when you ask it to do two things, then it doesn't like that at all. Right. If they ever took you in for interrogation, what they would do as a torture device is pull out your laptop. And then start to delete things slowly and ask you to send. Or you stuff. know what they'd do? They'd start an update. <laughs> right. And something important has to go out soon. You get all anxious. You get all anxious. All right. Well, let's uh, wipe away the cares of that. Okay. Let's look to the larger picture now, as Good. we always do. You present the world, Kath. Won't you give us now the news stories of the day? The top four at four. For Thursday, May 27th. 2021. A gunman opened fire at a San Jose light railing facility yesterday, killing nine people. CBS News reports the victims were employees of the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority, which operates the rail yard where the early morning shooting took place. The gunman, who was also a VTA employee and 57 years old, took his own life. A motive remains unclear. A vigil to honor the victims is scheduled to take place at San Jose City Hall at 6 p.m. this evening. Number two, Pennsylvania's mask mandate will be lifted no later than June 28th, says Acting Secretary of Health Allison Bean. According to today's trip, Bean said that if the state reaches the 70 percent vaccination threshold prior to June 28th, the mask mandate will be lifted then. 
The governor announced yesterday that 70% of the state's adults had received at least one shot. Just over 52% of adults are fully vaccinated, meaning two doses of Pfizer or Moderna or just one dose of the J&J. Number three. Senate Republicans presented a $928 billion infrastructure plan to the White House, closing the gap with the White House's latest $1.7 trillion off. This is like, these are the distance we, we used to use only in astronomy, right? To talk about like stars, right? Or my monopoly money. You wish it was your monopoly money. Anyway, as the two sides attempt to break an impasse over the scope of an infrastructure package and how to pay for it. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the $928 billion plan is an increase from the GOP's original five-year $568 billion proposal, proposal, which looks slim at this point, really. Anemic even. I mean, what's that? Dedicating funds to roads, bridges, rail, and transit systems over eight years. The GOP negotiators have said they would seek to pay for the offer by redirecting federal COVID-19 aid, an idea that Democrats on the Hill are set to oppose. And number four... Well, the Pens face planted last night in Long Island, losing in the first round of the NHL playoffs after winning their division. But you know what? That doesn't matter, does it? They scored first last night. They had several leads, but they couldn't keep them. And it was terrible. It was just terrible. Beginning to end. Next year, we're all going to see a lot of changes. And so now all I can say, and this is with sadness, is let's go Bucks. That's your top four. Let's go Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are playing in Chicago this afternoon. Have you seen the play? Uh, I, you mean today? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but this what this would be if they lose this. It's six in a row, right? Mm. Okay, so here's the play. Oh no, so tell me. Pirates are horrible. Okay. Uh, uh, the Penguins lose last night. Right. So uh, this afternoon in Wrigley, there is a, a Cub, a runner, a Cub on second base. The Cubs batter hits the ball to the third baseman. Pirate third baseman picks up the ball throws it across the infield to the first baseman and the guy who hit the ball stops short of first base, runs back to home. The pirate runs after him. The guy from second base no, rounds no, no. third. No, no, no. He slides no, safely he into home plate. No, he doesn't. Do then that. the catcher takes the ball because the guy wasn't out yet. He runs to first base, throws the ball in the outfield. The guy who was at home plate, runs to second base with a double. <laughs> I mean. Are you making that up? Nope. That's exactly what I just saw it. I just saw it. That's what we had to look forward to. Okay. So let me tell you how great a sport golf is and how wonderful it is to watch. I'd like to drag you all into that because there's really not going to be a whole lot good else to watch here for the next Here's the deal. Months. This time last year, mm-hmm. we were crying out. For any were sports. For any sports. We You're right. So now, you know, we're lovable losers. Or we're just okay, losers. That's good attitude adjustment. So Thank you. I'll take it. Take it for what it is, right? At least we're watching something, even though our hearts are breaking. All right. All right. Very nice. Let us uh, take a break. Won't us please? Won't we please? And uh, Jerry Boyer is with us. What happens inside shareholder meetings in corporate America? There is a brand new wokeness. Jerry Boyer is showing up at corporate meetings and he has a tale to tell. That's next for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, The Ride Home, here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Encouragement for believers from Dr. Charles Stanley. By means of prayer, we can reach any person, get the divine supernatural power of God in on anything going on anywhere in the world. What are the means can you and I use to do that? 
the teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. What does the Original Mattress Factory have in common with your favorite local coffee shop or hometown craft brewery? All three are experts at their respective crafts and are owned and operated by members of the communities they serve. Owners who are deeply committed to quality and recognize the importance of outstanding customer service. At OMF, we aim to help our customers make a smart buying decision, whether you buy from us or not. Because at the end of the day, you are more than just our customer. You are our neighbor. Visit your neighborhood Original Mattress Factory today to learn more. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. on its shareholder meetings. Corporate America meets. There is discussion, vote taking, talks about the future, talks about the past. Well, Jerry Boyer is uh, made himself a, a regular attendee of shareholder meetings across corporate America. And he is often not a welcome presence. Uh, a piece that uh, premiered Tuesday at the National Review, AT&T CEO, we're ill-equipped for politics and we're spending a lot of time on it. Jerry Boyer is a economist, a broadcaster, a podcaster, and uh, joins us right now. Hey, Jerry. Thanks for coming. Hey, John. Along. How are you? Real good. Can't complain, Jerry. Kathy? Please, listen, Jerry, even if you're not welcome at the shareholder meetings, I want to know, I want you to know you're welcome here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'd rather be welcome. Yeah, well, that's If a it's news. a choice. <laughs> okay, I'll take This that. is a better conversation. Okay, so let's talk about the conversation. So I think if you asked most Americans, and this is just a guess, 
But if you put out the question to Americans, would you like corporations to be more or less political? I think most people would say, well, I want them to be less political because I think people want things to be less political. Um, what do you think CEOs actually think, though, Jerry? Well, and we don't have to guess. We have a whole lot of polling right now. And um, there's a pretty strong consensus that corporations are becoming too political. Um, conservatives believe it more than liberals, but both groups believe it. Conservatives mm. believe it because the politicking by corporations tends to be to the left. I think sure, the liberals like believe that. it because they just don't like corporations in many cases. Mm, right. But it amounts to maybe the only bipartisan consensus left in America is, hey, CEOs, stop with the politicking stick to your day job. Um, so why do they do it? Uh, I think there's probably as many reasons as there are CEOs. I think some CEOs want to be members of the cool kids club, mm -hmm. um, like Hollywood people. Um, and so they pander uh, with various issues. I think some CEOs just want to run the business and they're under pressure. Um, and they're always almost completely under pressure from one side and they just basically say, okay, fine. If, if, I, if, I, if I call for a carbon tax or if I endorse the Equality Act or whatever, will you just leave me alone so I can go back to making widgets? I think those CEOs are probably the majority and they're beginning to figure out that the answer is no, we won't leave you alone. Every time you give us one thing, we're gonna ask for two more things. Okay, but who are the people, Jerry? You said that they're going to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, give in to the, the other side, the loudest people. Are those shareholders on that side? Are they people in the entertainment industry? Are they politicians? It's political activists backed by foundations, you know, left left leaning foundations. So there's this whole industry. You might have heard the acronym ESG, environmental social governance. I mean, there's think tanks, there's activist groups, there's all, there's a whole, just like every other aspect of life that has been infected by hyper-politicization, activists, there's, there's one of those in finance too. We just don't hear about it that much. Mm -hmm. So there's community organizers and that group is extremely active when it comes to a corporate life. And the other side isn't. Most people just buy the shares so that they can have maybe a decent retirement with a little bit of dignity or maybe sure. pay for some college for their kids or grandkids. They're not, they're not in this for politics. Politics is something they do on election day. But for some people, politics is something they do every hour of every day. And those people are highly engaged with the companies. And then people wonder why Coke or Delta or Microsoft or any one of them are all of a sudden taking positions on all sorts of issues that, that have, have absolutely nothing, that have nothing, nothing to, do. to do with their corporation. Right, right. Okay. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, um, with the alphabet agenda, the LG, LGBTQ um, agenda, which was probably the best organized. Um, and I remember talking to one investor relations person. I can't say who this is because it was an off the record conversation, but we were talking about diversity. She said, we're good. We have all the letters, L, G, B, T, and Q. And I said, what about C? What's C? Christian. Um, in other words, can we have protection for gay people? You, you can't fire somebody because they're gay. That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me, not firing people because they're gay. Sure. But what about a Baptist who gives us a sermon Sunday morning um, and says it's, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve? What's the protection that he doesn't come in Monday morning to a pink slip? And what's happening is we're choosing the dignity of some and in many cases doing it, say, in a way that reduces the liberty and, and dignity of others, especially associated with religious liberty. See.
So, Jerry, I mean, of course, the bottom line is everything, right? I mean, this is American business. People want to make a profit. So what does it profit large corporate America, whether it's Coke or Dell or whatnot, to take a political stand? They gain what? Why? Well, here's the question. Does the corporation gain or does the CEO personally gain? In other words, does the CEO get to go to the dinner and receive the award and be seen as an enlightened individual? Um, and see, but if he's doing it or she's doing it with shareholder dollars, um, if someone gives money to Planned Parenthood and it's not their money, but it's shareholder dollars, then in some sense, they're getting to bask in social status, mm. woke social status, but at our expense. Um, I, I mean, if someone wants to give plan, money to Planned Parenthood, that's their right. I, I Morally, I would warn them against it, uh, but that's their right. But shareholder dollars, that's different. That's not their right. And it's not their right to give to any of these organizations. Some are good. So I'll give you another example. Uh, um, after George Floyd, a lot of corporations gave money to Black Lives Matter. I understand that. What happened to George Floyd and many others was horrendous. Last week, Black Lives Matter decide we're going to weigh in on Israel right. versus Palestine. We're, you know, and Israel is a colonial power and we're for Palestinian liberation. Did these CEOs understand that they're linking us as shareholders now to an anti-Israel extremist agenda? They didn't count the cost before they started to nod in this direction. And now they find themselves enmeshed with ideologically extreme organizations. And I think they regret it. Okay, so then the left, you're saying, has been a vocal, coordinated voice inside the boardroom at the shareholders' meetings for a long time. But what about the right? I mean, has the voice been there, or has it just been presupposed? Well, the right already exists because corporate America, you know, would be conservative. I, uh, well, they aren't if it's been presupposed, but the right isn't showing up, and there's no organized Christian presence that I can see whatsoever, except for a few extremely liberal mainline activists. I have a friend named Justin Danhoff who's been doing this for several years. He says, when I go to an annual meeting with 200 people, there's 199 left-wing activists, and there's me. Mm. Okay, I'm going now, too. So now there's 198 <laughs> radical activists, Good. and then there's the two of us. Uh, Christians have been largely silent and in some ways even worse because often the Christian response is, oh, they're doing bad. They have a gay pride day. They endorse the Equality Act. I'm going to sin screen them out of my portfolio. I'm clean now. I've got nothing to do with that sin. When in fact, what, what we've done is we've withdrawn once yes. again from the field of battle uh, and we forfeit the game. So we've muted ourselves uh, voluntarily. Yes, and felt righteous for doing it. <laughs> Even Good. worse. Jerry Boyer is with us, financial economist, public speaker, frequent radio and TV guest, also author and podcaster. We're talking to him about uh, what's going on in corporate America right now in regard to wokeism, advocacy and shareholders. So let's talk about a specific instance, Jerry. You went to an AT&T shareholders meeting, amongst many others. Uh, you want to tell us the story? Yeah, uh, AT&T um, has been has a history, there's reports at least, and they are not denying these reports, even though they've been asked repeatedly of giving money to organizations that support abortion. They also endorse the Equality Act. The Equality Act has a provision that not doesn't just give protection to uh, gays and trans people, but in addition, it explicitly says you cannot appeal using the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. So it weakens religious freedom explicitly. So a couple of things. Um, one, um, some people I know tried to put something on the ballot which said, hey, companies, 
we know you give money to various causes. We want it's our money. We want you to disclose your charitable contributions. Now, everyone knows what that was about. Uh, we say we, you know, we want you to disclose your charitable contributions, but it's about Planned Parenthood. Are you giving money to Planned Parenthood? You're not answering. We have records in the past that say you did, and now you're not answering whether you do now. They, we, it's our money as shareholders. We shareholders want to know. So that was going to be like a referendum on the ballot. They lawyered up like crazy and got it thrown off the ballot. So they used shareholder dollars to keep shareholders from getting an opportunity to vote on whether they should tell us where the shareholder dollars are going in terms okay, of charity. That has to be an illegality. Well, that's, it's going to be fought, right? It depends. The Security and Exchange Commission kind of goes one way or the other, right? And, and they're kind of politicized too. So under the Trump administration, the SEC was more inclined to say, yeah, let's put this in front of the shareholders. Now it's the Biden SEC, so they're a little less inclined to do it. But that doesn't mean that all legal options have been exhausted. Um, I asked about the Equality Act. They pretended that they didn't get the question. Um, I took a screen capture to make sure I could prove that the question registered. Um, and, um, and, and, so I'm and then I ended up writing about it. By the way, there's an interesting pattern. I go as a shareholder, I ask a question. Stage one, we're all out of questions. I write, no, you're not. Here's my question. Uh, silence for a day, silence for two days, silence for three days, follow-up email from me. By the way, I didn't mention it before. I'm a financial journalist and I plan to write about this. Usually there's a phone call that afternoon, which tells me uh, okay. they care more about media reputation sure. than they do about their shareholders, which sure. means they're already violating their fiduciary right. responsibility to put the shareholders first. Wow. So well, let's just, let, let me just break in and say this isn't we're talking about an article that Jerry wrote for National Review along. Is, is, did you write this with your son, Jerry? I did. Terrific. With, to be accurate, my son wrote it with me. Okay. Well, we want to, we want his name is Charles. Is no, no, right? no. I wrote it with him. You had it right the first. I helped him. <laughs> okay. Write an so, article. okay. So we're going to give Charles, the, Charles, the number one slot. I'm going to give Jerry the number two slot on national review, but if you want to check it out for yourself, it's called AT&T CEO. We're ill-equipped for politics and spending a lot of time on it. All right. So then Jerry, does this mean as well organized as the left has been in their advocacy within corporate America, then all of a sudden do Christians like yourself and a larger army that's already in place for the left. Is that, ha does that have to take place? Do people have to wake up and be part of a new movement, a new corporate movement within America? Yes. Or stop griping about woke capitalism. Mm. I mean, I just don't want to hear it anymore. I sure. oh, Coke did this or major league baseball did that or whatever. Look, I, it's like, it's like somebody complains about politics all the time, but they're not registered to vote. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Use the authority you have. And I'm hearing a lot of conservatives say, well, what we need to do is bring in the state and, you know, make these make Twitter be fair or whatever. I, let's before we turn to government, let's turn to self-governance. Let's mm. use the votes we already have in this era of covid. You don't even have to fly or drive any place. It's just a log on. Here's my name. There's a, there's a certain number they give you. Here's my control number. I'm in. Then you write a question. Hey, you supported the Equality Act. It, re it weakens religious liberty. We deserve an explanation. And if they get three or four of those, that's a flood really? uh, because they ne they're not getting any questions about mm. this stuff, except people who want to push that envelope even further away from religious liberty. Hmm. So then what does that look like? How do I mean, the body, 
is there a body forming? I mean, obviously you talking about it here makes one, you know, one move forward, but what about the greater organization? How does that, how, you know, there's an ABC to the process, right? So how does that work? Well, it's, uh, it's not that hard. I actually wrote a little booklet about it um, and it's for free. So I'm not trying to sell anything, but what, if what you can do most pe- a lot of people, they just buy stocks, right? If they buy stocks, Sure. then the, the companies are actually sending them, you know, uh, notices of the annual meetings. Most people just throw them away. Right. Don't throw them away. Go, please. Um, now, sometimes someone might buy, excuse me, through a broker, and they might not see those. So call your broker and say, by the way, I want to get those. I want to see those. Mm-hmm. I want to know when there's an annual meeting. I want to know when there's a vote on something. Some people buy through mutual funds or something like that. That's a little more complicated, but a lot of times those people can show up, they can register as guests, and then they can say, I'm not a direct shareholder, but I own an S&P fund and you're in it. Um, And so what you do is you go to the website of these companies and you look for investor relations and there's a little portal there and it'll give you information about how to go find the annual meeting. And if that's too complicated, if that's too complicated, just message me, I will walk you through it one at a time, because if there's only one or two of us there and two of you show up, we just doubled our presence. Um, and I, again, truth is more powerful than lies. So we don't need to be 51%. You know, 10 righteous can stop the city from being destroyed. Mm-hmm. You just have to speak the truth and let the chips fall where they may. All right. When we come back from the break, Jerry Boyer will still be here. And uh, we're going to ask him some more particulars about how you could be, you know, I don't want to turn into like crazy activists either. I would just like to have um, a a toleration of opinion on various sides. I think that's really what we're asking. It's just reasonableness um, when we're talking about corporations and us being stockholders. We're going to talk about that next. Jerry Boyer is still with us on the ride home Thursday. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg, see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. What are dads made for? I've been asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together. Oh. 
Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. It's Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. For a limited time, save up to $500 on top-rated mattress brands like Sealy and Sleepy's. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your $6.99 mattress purchase. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com. I can't believe you found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. It'll be cloudy most of the time tonight with a low of 58. Periods of rain tomorrow. We'll see a thunderstorm late in the day. Expect a high tomorrow of 70. Saturday will be mostly cloudy and cooler with a little rain. Saturday will reach a high of 56. Sunday we'll see a chance for a shower and a high of 61. Mostly sunny Memorial Day Monday. A pleasant day. The high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Jerry Boyer is with us, economist, columnist, podcaster. We're talking about corporate America and uh, shareholder advocacy and Christians' movement within that. Kath? Yeah, so, Jerry, when I hear these stories, you know, you hear, well, you know, the people who lean left politically are really loud at uh, shareholder meetings. And my first inclination is, well, I don't want to be really loud on the other. All I'm asking for people to be reasonable. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want us to be obnoxious to fight off people who are obnoxious. There has to be a better way. What do you think? Yes, uh, we're not supposed to imitate our opponents or our enemies. Um, Jesus is clear about this. You know, we, we imitate the father. Um, and there's, there, there's something sometimes on our side, what we do is we say, well, you know, it works. Um, you know, saw Alinsky and that kind of activism and sure. punch back works, you know, so we need to do that. No, Jesus works um, and we need to be like him. So we don't, we're not the symmetrical reaction to wokeism. Um, I, at least that we shouldn't be. Uh, we shouldn't go around being whatever woke is, we're the opposite. Whatever critical race theory is, we're the opposite. Whatever the libs say, we're the opposite. That's not the right way to be. We're supposed to not, not be the opposite of the, of the left. We're supposed to conform to the image of Jesus, which means that we reason with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. Uh, when, when I'm talking to people from investor relations departments, et cetera, what I say is I'd like to have a respectful conversation with you. I'm not threatening you. Um, I'm not, we're not going to boycott you mm-hmm. if you don't listen. That's this, this, I, and I, and I'll typically say, listen, I represent a fund. We have this many shares. We're not that powerful. We can't make you do anything, which means we have to depend on truth. Uh, and then just try to persuade. 
The other thing is that this element of persuasion involves a certain amount of patience. When the Bible talks about the kingdom, the analogies are fermentation, like wine or like um, leaven in a loaf. This takes time. Um, so the, uh, the idea is to be an influence over a long period of time. And what that frequently means is I am going to download an idea into your mind and you might reject it, but it's still in there. And then I'm going to let it do its work. And maybe it'll do it in a day and maybe it'll do it in a decade. That's not up to me. My job is to, is to say it to you. Very good. Chair, it, it's not often that uh, we're able to talk uh, the economy with an expert like yourself. So uh, in the past, you've always talked about futures and sort of, you know, where we are as the economy. This has been, of course, a very weird year. Um, employment and the plunging and, uh, and the changing of uh, administrations and, what, and whatnot. Um, inflation, all those things considered. Where are we right now? I mean, do you have any sense of, you know, the state of the American economy and what that might look like in the next uh, near future? Yeah, we've got inflation. Um, inflation is no longer something that was coming. It's here now. We just got new inflation data um, today. Um, we got housing inflation data yesterday. House prices are up 20% in a year. Wow. Um, wow. So we've gone to the point where almost half of houses um, were $300,000 or less. And now it's a quarter of houses are $300,000 or less. So houses are getting out of reach for people who are not high income. Lumber prices, et cetera, um, are exploding upwards. So there's a lot going on in terms of price inflation. Um, and by the way, that price inflation is not just Biden. Trump had his role um, in overspending um, and in pressuring the Fed to keep creating money. So we kind of have a bipartisan consensus in favor of high spending, high borrowing, and easy money. I would just say with the Democrats, that's more into hyperdrive whereas, than it was before, but the Republicans are not much of a brake pedal. So it's now here. We now have above average inflation, and I think we're going to have a period of elevated inflation. But I don't really need to tell anyone. No one needs to ask an economist that. If you pump your own gasoline or if you do go to Giant Eagle and do the shopping, you already know inflation is here. Right. I'm just telling you that, hey, we economists have noticed it too. Let's talk about the uh, workforce numbers. My husband and I were away in the state of New York about probably three and a half weeks ago. And we went to kind of a, a, a lakeside resort community in southwestern New York. And what I saw in every restaurant, every bar, every place we stopped at was looking for work, looking for, and it wasn't just looking for people to work. It was, we have to curtail our hours. And, you know, now that this, you know, quote unquote season in any resort community starts on Memorial day, they said, once the season starts, we're not going to be able to be open seven days, or we're not going to be open, be able to be open six days or whatever it is, because we can't find enough people to work. Now, I don't know if that's replicating itself in a lot of other resort communities. It sounds like it is. Uh, Jerry, what do the numbers tell us? The numbers tell us that we have a very odd situation right now in that we have high unemployment, but we also have high job openings. And that's usually not the case, right? Usually, um, you know, if you have a lot of job openings, then people go to work because they want to work. Um, the problem is that right now we have extremely high benefits to not working. So if all in, when you look at all, when you look at, when, when you're not working, you're still in some sense, you're receiving income. So the benefits that you get through unemployment and various forms of COVID relief amounts to something like a $15 an hour minimum wage for not working. Or you can go get a $12 wage for working. 
Um, so a lot of people are going to right. choose, you know, the, the, the $15 for an hour or they're going to get more for stay for staying home. I think that's partly a matter of economic incentives, but I think it's also a cultural shift. Uh, someone said to me recently, there was a time when any young man would have been a little bit ashamed to have yeah. been out of work. I mean, you know, a few times I've been out of work. I was a little bit ashamed. I want to get a job. Um, now it's one thing if you're, if you can't get work, I'm the one, anyone to be ashamed because they can't get work, um, or because of health problems or something, but there now seems to be no association, no negative association with being a physically able to work, being psychologically able to work, having work available, but still not working that we, that, that is not morally acceptable if we can work. We're supposed to work rather than live off of others. Um, Thessalonians tells us that the Bible's clear that really back, going back to the first chapters of Genesis, we're made to work. Um, and but we're, we're paying people not to. We're making it harder for businesses to hire because we're raising taxes on business and we have a cultural shift away from work. Those things amount to a really odd situation, high unemployment, high inflation, high and a labor shortage. We have we have a labor glut, and a labor shortage at the same time. That's right. really right. weird economics. Right. So psychologically, I mean, you know, this is a whole weird thing about America. I mean, w- will that correct itself in some way or, or you know, the rise of socialism? People kind of go, eh, forget about it. The government's going to take care of me. I'm good to go. I think that all of our problems really come down to and uh, kind of the groaning and travailing waiting for the re- the revelation of the sons of god so mm-hmm. i think that we need a we need a renewal a cultural renewal not a political renewal a cultural a spiritual renewal leading to a cultural renewal and eventually that will hit politics so that we won't if that's the case people will want to work because it gives glory to god to work if that's the case we won't get caught up in pointless political fights, but we will advocate the principles of the kingdom, but not personalities. We'll be winsome and persuasive rather than angry and mm. repulsive. A whole bunch of things go right if that, if that one thing goes right. But if the axe is at the root, uh, if we're wrong at the root, then a whole bunch of things go wrong downstream. And for me, as an economist, I just see those things in inflation numbers or low growth numbers or unemployment numbers. But looking into that, that's really culture. That's really a spiritual vacuum showing up in economic statistics. All right, Jerry, last question for you before we talk about your podcast. Um, You and Susan watching anything fun? Anything you want to recommend? Watching any? (laughs) Well, we've had our grandson over a lot. So we've had to watching him, watching him, but we're also watching the things that he wants to watch, which is, can we watch guardians of the galaxy for the 20th time? Uh, It's a good movie. It was a good movie the first time. I don't know how it holds up the 20th time. (laughs) I'm not sure it holds up to 20. Uh, So we're on guardians of the galaxy too. So there's a whole lot of that. Oh, oh no, but there's actually something good. Our grandson, Arthur is he's, he's on an early Tolkien kick. So our son, Jeremy, started reading um, The Hobbit to him. Yeah. So he's into The Hobbit. So when he comes over here, we watch that cartoon Hobbit. We don't watch nice. that horrible Disney-fied trilogy. We watch the, actual, the old cartoon Hobbit. That's I don't cool. know the cartoon Hobbit. Is it good? It is. It's good. I mean, it's okay. a little bit like 60s, and it's like a 
Frodo, you know, there's like a treble <laughs> thing going on. But in general, it's true to the story. So uh, we've been watching a lot of Hobbit stuff lately. Very interesting. All right, Great that's good. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, it could definitely worse. could be worse. Yes. Okay, Jer, uh, talk about the podcast. I mean, it's brand new. You've had some really wonderful guests. Uh, what is it? What's it called? And where can people where can people find it? Meeting of Minds with Jerry Boyer. The, they can find it at meetingofmindspodcast.com, meetingofmindspodcast.com. Um, uh, Salem Podcast Now, it's there. It's also Town Hall Review. So it's in the general world of Salem. Uh, it's published by Salem. Um, my first guest was Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel is the founder of PayPal, the first outside investor in Facebook, founder of Palantir, one of the founders of SpaceX. So an extremely successful tech entrepreneur and investor. Uh, 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 people don't know this, but Peter has serious theological chops. So we talked a lot about the Bible and Jesus, uh, uh, the cross, the resurrection. Um, I haven't seen Peter have conversations like that other places. So it was a delight. He's very influenced by his mentor, Rene Girard, the great Christian anthropologist who had a big influence on me as well. So we did a nice 45 minutes on that. And, yes. and we've, we're scheduled to do it again in a couple of weeks to keep that conversation going. Outstanding. Meeting of minds, yes? Meeting of minds. Meeting of minds. Very nice. Well, Gerald, look, uh, congratulations on that. And we look forward to hearing more from you. It's a really wonderful thing. So Thank you. thanks for being with us. Always a great pleasure. I mean, you give us a lot to consider. It's a very complex, odd time, but you do bring some clarity to us. So we're appreciative of that. Well, it's always a delight to be with you guys. Thank you. We'll step away. We're just getting underway here. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D. 101.5 W-O-R-D. Since Family Life Today began in 1992, there have been a lot of people share a lot of wisdom. Your enemy is never your spouse. See, I don't think women want to be figured out. because Is it safer for your child to confess at school or at home? And my family is my first ministry. Some big ideas about marriage, family, parenting, coming up next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Hi there, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania. My family and I want to invite you to our real working dairy farm on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day and Crafters Gathering. We are featuring farm tours all day where you get to milk a cow, feed a calf, visit the whole herd at the feed bunk, and finish off in the milk bottling plant. Pick up your tickets at the Ticket Shanty and meander around all the old-time and modern craft booths while you enjoy live music by local musician Bob Podish. Lean over the fence and watch the heifers galloping through the pasture and then top off the day with a yummy farm-fresh meal with dishes like haystack wraps and county fair barbecue chicken, family recipe sides, and from-scratch desserts. You'll even want to pick up some of our famous chocolate milk to take home. Our family is excited to share our farm with you, so come on down for a memory-making day. Check us out online at springhousemarket.com for all the details. See you there. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. 
Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always at MGRCPA.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie. Your home for everything home. Download the app today. A vehicle is stolen once every 40 seconds in the United States. The cost adds up to over $6 billion a year. But there are steps you can take to help put the brakes on vehicle theft. Roll up the windows completely. Don't leave valuables in the car. Take the keys or the fob with you. Lock the doors. If you have information on vehicle theft, contact the NICB. Reach us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National. National Insurance Crime Bureau. Good people from Gallup have been taking the nation's pulse for many, many decades. Now, go back to 1937 when Gallup was in its infancy, and they first measured formal membership in houses of worship, 1937. And in that survey, Gallup found that some 70% of Americans had formal church membership. And that remained steady for the next 60 years until it slowly began to decline from 1998 forward. Well, uh, in March of this year, Gallup announced for the first time ever, formal church membership had dropped below 50% in this country. Now, as an update, and on the heels of that, here's an even more sobering number. Now, pre-pandemic in 2019, LifeWay Research, which is affiliated with Gallup in their mission of work, showed that in 2019, across the United States of America, some 3,000 Protestant churches were started. That's good news, right? The bad news is some 4,500 Protestant churches closed. Wow a deficit of 1,500 churches in that year alone, 2019. Now, goodness gracious, who knows what the pandemic has done? And we'll see, uh, I'm sure, updates on this as next year and uh, the year after will show whether there is a decline that's continuing or not. What do you think, Kath? It's sad. It's really sad. I mean, it just goes, it's, it's not a surprise to any of us because we know that the, the cultural impact of Christianity is lessening in the United States. But, you know, I, I, I refuse to be uh, disheartened by it just because, I, you know, I think of all of the biblical characters who, you know, they were chosen for such a time. I mean, that's what Mordecai says to Esther, you know, um, who's to say you weren't you weren't chosen for a time just a a time such as this. Um, But it's not just Esther. You know, you think about Noah or you think about uh, Joshua or King David or Daniel 
or Jesus himself. Like they were born at a particular time and they had a life to live and a mission to fulfill during that time. And so you can say as much as you want, oh, the, you know, the golden days or whatever, whatever you think the golden days were. Um, but this is our time. And right. this is what God has chosen to put us in. And so this is our task. Yes. We have to live like Jesus. We don't live like militants. We don't live like people who are beholden to politics or to party or to denomination or whatever it is. Only uh, our only allegiance has to be to Christ. And that's, I don't know, that's, I mean, that's the only way forward, John. Right. Okay. So uh, when I see this, in some ways, I get a little excited because you think of good friends of ours, Terry, Tim, or Greg and Rebecca Sparks, they do church differently than a, lo a lot of America, right? They are not mm -hmm. meeting in traditional brick and mortar places. I mean, they're the essence of, in many ways, the home church movement. Yeah. I, and, you know, you've traveled enough. You've been to, you know, uh, home churches, house churches in China yourself. Um, I've seen, you know, unbelievable little pockets of believers who met for worship at the top of hills in Indonesia that were, you know, in the midst of militant Islamic strongholds, right. and they were doing their thing with joy. And they received us like they were in the middle of some cushy existence. And we're so thrilled to have a visitor there. I mean, there was just, uh, that's the Holy Spirit gives us courage, gives us hope, gives us uh, strategy often, motivation. but, you know, mo and motivation. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and so I, when I see this, I mean, I get it. Um, will there be, uh, you know, a growth and explosion of mega churches or large churches across the country? Most know. likely not, right? But what remains in effect is those where two or more gather in my name, yep. and you know, you can't, you can't uh, turn your back on that, right? That's the essence of uh, God's word and the gospel. So, despite this odd news of a decline of fifteen hundred churches in the past year or so. Uh, for such a time as this, yeah. right? This is our moment to do with what we have been given and to create and to grow the gospel of Christ in our own heart, in our own family, in our own neighborhood, the community, the city, the nation at large. So mm -hmm. I don't think, uh, you know, it's cause for great concern, not to be, you know, Pollyannish about it, but we should be aware of it as well. All right, that's the five. That's the four o'clock hour of the ride Not home. Not quite yet. Stay with us for the five o'clock hour. We've got uh, just a little bit ahead here. Uh, we'll be right back. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow dot com my pillow dot com we've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe 
QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh? Older than any newspaper, school, or business. Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. all these national days you know it's national cheesecake day or it's national teachers day or whatever it is now this is a little more obscure but it comes with a great story so i had to bring it up today's national grape popsicle day i know you think that's shockingly specific right very not orange not cherry great okay here's the scoop though the story behind the invention of the popsicle is what got to me listen there was a kid who was 11 years old okay he played with stuff he liked to combine stuff together and so he combined powdered soda water and he put a stirring stick in it it was in the dixie cup and he lived oh, in yeah. san francisco and you know if you've ever been there the weather's really crazy you never know what to expect he left it outside it went below freezing and he came out the next day and he pulled the stick out and lo and behold there was a grape popsicle and he was so entranced with this idea that when he was growing up I mean, he's only 11 at this point he makes a lot of these and he holds on to the idea and he finally patents it when he's 30 years old what? and a dad of his own. Yes. His name, Frank Epperson, he had the original patent for a popsicle. He's the one that invented the idea. He's the one that invented doing all sorts of different flavors. It was his great. And now that look what's so happened. Now, sadly, in uh, the years following the Depression, he, because of financial considerations, had to sell off his patent for only $50,000. Well, that's is, a lot of money during the it, Depression. It was, uh, but not nearly as much as it would be if his family sure. still had it. And the Borden Company, which, you know, puts out all of the popsicles you see mm-hmm. now, would be, you know, sending a check to their house. Nice. Okay. So when you, uh, when's the last time you had a popsicle? It's been a while? Uh, it has been a while. Okay. So when we were growing up, there was always an art form, right? Because the popsicle has had two, the two sides, right? right? How do you crack that without cracking the other one in half, mm-hmm. right? There's always right. that. You're looking for the sharp angle. You got to 
you got to be uh, adroit about it. Right. And different brands break different ways. Mm. You know what I mean? So you had to keep track of that. Yeah. And if I had the option of going with the two stick variety or the single stick dream sickle, I would always go with the dream sickle option. Wait, what's the dream sickle? Well, the dream sickle is the orange popsicle with the ice cream inside. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. But because that was more expensive, it was the yeah. same price to get the single or you I, could get the double like plain grape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So given your choice, dream sickles out of the picture. Someone says you want a popsicle. What color are you going for? Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm always going orange. Orange. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. very strongly about orange. Last uh-huh. night I had orange Italian ice, which I have often, and it was so delicious. Really? What are you choosing? Uh, I'm doing cherry. I'm doing the red. Are you eating? See, it doesn't matter about your lips. No. That's annoying to me. No, why? Because they're all red all of a sudden? Yeah, I hate it. No, I'm not Not that the orange is any less artificial than the red, but something about it makes me feel like it's like some, you know, it's the finer points of popsicles on the ride home with John and Kathy. (laughs) We're going to do a promo for that. We might make this a daily feature. You heard it here first. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the scientific uh, inquiry into Adam. That's next. I'm right home. One hundred one point five WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. economy is rebounding from the pandemic, with some economists forecasting the strongest annual gain since the 1950s. The Commerce Department's reporting that the U.S. economy grew at a robust rate, 6.4% in the first three months of this year. The introduction of vaccines for the coronavirus and nearly $3 trillion in government support have been aiding the recovery from last year's pandemic recession. Spending by consumers grew at a sizzling rate of 11.3%, but that was offset by a decline in U.S. exports. Economists believe that the gross domestic product could top 10% in the current quarter. The Commerce Department also reported that durable goods orders dropped unexpectedly in April. A shortage of computer chips is disrupting auto production. Jennifer King, Washington. On Wall Street, stocks have been higher throughout most of today's session. The Dow up 109 points. The Nasdaq, eight points higher. This is SRN News. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID 1282-31, equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay.
pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church located in Forest Hills. It has been about a year since we were able to record new broadcasts. The COVID pandemic brought life to a screeching halt. Churches were unable to worship for a time. Many people were closed up in their houses. We are still feeling the effects of it now. Life in our country and world has changed. People wear masks and maintain in as much as possible a certain distance from each other. Some people live in constant fear that they may be laid low or even die from the virus. That's why I'd like to address something of great comfort that lay behind all of this. God is in control. Nothing in this world takes place by chance or fate. It is all under God's control. Be sure to check out our church. You can find information at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll be cloudy most of the time tonight with a low of 58. Periods of rain tomorrow. We'll see a thunderstorm late in the day. Expect a high tomorrow of 70. Saturday will be mostly cloudy and cooler with a little rain. Saturday will reach a high of 56. Sunday will see a chance for a shower and a high of 61. Mostly sunny Memorial Day Monday. A pleasant day at a high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Thanks for coming along the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. You can find us uh, on Facebook or uh, The Ride Home, johnandkathyshow.com. Kath, are you a fan? Are you a fan of motorsports? I am not a fan of motorsports, but I was when I was a kid. I mean, I always watched the Indianapolis 500 Didn't you or, for, yeah, or a Formula One or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it was. Um, yeah, because you remember Wide World of Sports? Yeah, of course. They always so, showed not that maybe the not in its entirety, although the Indianapolis 500 has been shown probably in its entirety for many, many decades. I think so. I think right. so. But you're right. I mean, they wouldn't show like, you know, every single F1 race. But, you know, no. the, the beauty of the wide world of sports, and I really feel like kids who grew up in this past generation have really missed out because you get uh, very centralized in what you're what you love about sports. Right. And the wide world of sports, based on its name, was, you Weird. know, you ended up watching PBA bowling or cliff diving yeah. or gymnastics or ice skating or biathlon or, you know, whatever it was. I loved that me too it all came packaged really well and uh, you know I, I it was probably two hours you think it was two hours or 90 minutes i wonder how long it was the program itself okay i was thinking it was three hours i was thinking really? it was one to four that's long i'd really be Maybe, surprised. but that might not be right 
Who and who was the host? The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Yeah. Who was? Uh, I can see him in my mind's eye. Yeah, of course, yeah. So uh, he saw him in the Olympics for a long time. And my apologies for not knowing that off the top of my head, but I should, right? Keith Jackson was one of the co-hosts, right? Okay, Wasn't I love Keith Jackson. I yeah. loved him calling uh, college football. Okay, so uh, all that to say, the uh, one of the mainstays of the wide world of sports is or was the Indianapolis 500. Memorial Day weekend, the Indianapolis 500 would take place. And this year, post-COVID, uh, no different. Sunday, May 30th, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the veteran Swiss driver Simona Di Silvestro will drive a car for a Penske-backed Pareto Autosport team. That includes not only a woman behind the wheel, but a woman leading throughout the team at key positions, including mechanics, engineers, pit crew, and spotters. All women, first time ever at the Indy really? 500. Is that right? Okay, so is that a shock to that like uh, ecosystem? I, I would think it would be, or is that something that's kind of been brewing for a long time and it's not as big of a deal as it would seem to us on the outside? Well, it's, I think this, that most likely it's not an organic move, right? This was okay. something that was planned well in advance. I was reading about um, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and their all-black lineup. Remember this? The Pirates made history way back in the early 70s with the first all-black major league starting team. This was a big deal. And it was just kind of these things that happened. I'm going to put this guy, and this is Clemente, Stargell, Omar Moreno, you know, all these guys, the people that you love. It just so happened that this is a little different. Uh, it is launched by Racing for Equality and Change oh. Initiative. Oh, no, wait. No, I don't like it as much now. Racing for Equality and oh, Change Oh, so now they're like trying to prove a point. See, See, I like to think that the women who were doing this were the women who were like most qualified for the job. Well, my Not- guess is this. I mean, I, I, someone said, hey, like, you know, this is Robert, this is Roger Penske. I mean, Roger Penske is an icon in yeah. racing circles and in indie circles. Right? right. And so he put up the cash and um, he met a woman named Beth Peretta and Beth Peretta used to work for an auto dealership and she rose through the ranks over the last 20 years and her and Roger Penske, the first time they met, they had an argument and she got off the phone and said, I just raised my voice to Roger Penske and her boss said, Beth Peretta's boss said, don't worry about it. He'll probably like you because of that. A few years later, they met at a convention. He shook her hand, said, I remember you. Let's take a walk. Essentially, he took her under his wing and said, here's the door opening into your career in, you know, whether it became initially car sales through the Penske car dealerships and then on the way up into racing. So from that, that idea took hold. Beth Peretta said, yeah, this is something I've been thinking about. Can we make a point? And so now, of course, politics have coalesced to this moment. So, I mean, it's not organic. I still like it. I mean, I still like it, too. I just would have liked it more if it was naturally occurring, but you know, but a lot of things, I mean, I guess a lot of steps forward in issues like this have to be, you know, somehow engineered. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not the first female to race at the Indy 500. No, right. That, that bridge was crossed yes. decades, decades yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. So, right. I mean. Um, Will you watch it? I mean, not because of this, but do you watch it anyway? Sometimes I try. If, if I'm around, like if I'm at home on Memorial Day weekend, I, I want to see, you know, gentlemen, now it's ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. 
and there's something about that. I, it's kind of on my bucket list. We, you know, when I've got family in South Dakota, which I've talked about, of course, ad nauseum. When we go to South Dakota, we drive through Indianapolis, and weirdly, the route goes right by the brickyard. I mean, literally, you drive really? down the street. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the, the last time we went, we sort of bypassed. But you had to go through downtown Indianapolis, which is in a weird part of town. And then all of a sudden, there it is, this, you know, structure you know, rises up out of Indianapolis. So I'm interested enough to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Will, will I watch the whole thing? Probably not. It's one of those things you kind of like, you know, you're reading something, then you go like this, or right. you walk away and cut the grass right. and two hours later, they're still racing. Okay. So this, this instance, the situation with the women makes me think of, uh, of Augusta, uh, the golf club there where they have the masters. Um, remember the year, maybe six or seven years ago, that's just a guess when a bunch of women's groups were pressuring the Augusta golf club because they didn't allow women. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, sure. And so for, for the masters, what they decided to do was boycott call for a huge boycott of all of the advertisers. Okay. And Augusta was so annoyed by that, that they decided to do the masters with no commercials, which was, first of all, was a very, Strong move on their part, mm, right? Very much so. But, we don't need you guys. Right, exactly. I mean, you have to you have to have a lot of cash. You sure do. Right. And a lot of I'm trying to come up with words that are good for a family program, but you have to really have it to be able to do something like that. However, and they, did. they could do it. However, it was only maybe a year or so later that they decided on their own to allow women in Augusta Golf Club. So I would prefer that people decide on organizations decide on their own, because I think they have come to the decision where they think, okay, you know what, what we were doing before probably isn't so hot. We should probably change things up more than having someone force them into it. But I'm not sure that that the, the push that they got a couple of years previous didn't cause that to cause that rock rolling downhill to roll faster. Right. Okay. So I would imagine that as this glass ceiling per se is broken, that the women, the particulars, the driver, the engineer, the mechanic, the spotters, all that, you know, as they move forward in their career, you know, that'll be like a resume. Well, you were on that team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's good and, you know, and then yeah. it explodes from that. They mentor and, you know, sure. there's then, then it becomes organic. Sure. Okay. All right. I like it. Nice. Can I also tell you it was Jim McKay we were trying to think of? Jim McKay, thank nice. you. Who hosted Wide World of Sports. Yes. Yeah, that was really yeah, Wide World of Sports. And I'm reading a, a very in-depth news source called Wikipedia. I'm not oh. sure if you've heard of it. Uh, anyway, it said it aired on ABC from 1961 to 1998. Really? On Saturday. And it says Saturday afternoons. It doesn't say what hours. Okay. I mean, from that, of course, everybody knows, you know, you know, the uh, thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. And then there's that poor skier. Ski jumper. Who comes yeah. You know, the, everybody remembers that. Right. Right. And it, by the way, uh, I just see here, it was 90 minutes long. 90 minutes. Very good. Well, thank you for that update about uh, Jim McKay and Wide World of Sports. We'll take a quick break. Quest of the Historical <laughs> Adam, a biblical and scientific exploration. That's next. Adam. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Blanca, even at my worst. Even at my worst you love me. from Elevation Worship. Joyful from Dante Bowe. I'm going to be joyful. 
the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you in part by McQueen Building Company. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I want to give you an intimate look into the lives of 200 Christians that can benefit from your generosity right now. I met Brock, 12 years of age, in Tanzania, Africa. He is an albino, and if you suffer with albinism, you lack pigmentation in your skin, hair, and eyes. And in this part of the world where witchcraft is so prominent, someone like Barack is looked at as an evil spirit to be destroyed. Here's what happened to him on the way to school one day with a machete. Two witch doctors uh, cut off his left arm, the fingers on his right hand. They took his teeth. They took his tongue. I like to say they could not take his joy because he's a born-again believer. Even though the father left the home many years ago, the mother endeavored to raise him to know and love Jesus. And together, they've seen about 200 people come to Christ, including two former witch doctors who at one time sought to harm this boy. We are in the final days of our campaign to send 5,000 Bibles to Africa at $5 a Bible. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give at wordfm.com, and God bless you for caring. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. You never really stop riding in your mind. Never, never, never. Unless you're thinking of something else. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like First Baptist Christian School of Butler. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. I really thought I would die of stress long before the cancer because the diagnosis brought this avalanche of worries. The money, the travel, the burden on the family. One night I called the American Cancer Society, and they helped me map out a plan. Got me free rides to chemo and even a free place to stay during treatment. They took away those other fears so I could rest up for the real fight. Please give at cancer.org. Historical Adam. I mean, just by saying that, few things are fraught within the Christian worldview of Adam, right? Some people go, of course, yes, 100%, Adam. It's in the Bible. I believe it truly. Other people say, wait a second. What about evolution? What about... So how do you look at the historical Adam? Well, Joshua Swami Das is with us. Dr. Swami Das is a scientist, a physician, associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine at Washington University in St. Louis. He's also a Veritas forum speaker, blogs at Peaceful Science. Dr. Swami Das, his most recent work is called The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. But uh, uh, Dr. Swami Das, welcome to the show today. We're here today to talk about Adam from um, a new work that is not yours, yes? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bill Craig uh, has been really looking into this question for the last four years now. I was really fortunate to meet him in 2017, and this book is coming out this September, where he really marks out how he's really come to understand Adam and Eve in light of what we've really learned in science, too. 
Now, this is interesting um, to me because William Lane Craig is a philosopher, uh, as I understand yeah. it, um, not a physical scientist. And so this is a different approach to talking about a historical atom. Um, so you being uh, in the physical sciences, talk about, you know, your view. How, how have you guys talked together? Um, have you gained something different from each other's perspectives here? Yeah, so he, Bill Craig, he, he is a philosopher, uh, but he's probably best known for the cosmological argument where he was interacting with physicists a lot about the Big Bang and the evidence that the universe had a beginning, right? <laughs> and that, that that's a pretty striking, surprising reality that most physicists didn't even believe about 100 years ago. And he really looked at that to show that, you know, maybe that's that's something that we should take as really strong evidence that there is some sort of God that created everything. Now, that's what he did in his work on the cosmological constant, but no, not the cosmological constant, the cosmological argument. <laughs> Uh, when it came to the historical atom, he says that, you know, he'd just been worried and wondering about that question for a very long time um, and then decided he was going to really investigate it. And he spent several years, actually, a few years, um, really looking into this much, much more closely to look at what really the science says. And even though he's a philosopher, I'd say, you know, he, he read just an immense amount of scientific work hmm. uh, to really understand it for himself. And I, I consulted and advised him on some of this too. Um, there's actually quite a bit of science in his book. It starts with scripture to look at how he, um, and why he really thinks that there is a historical atom, but then he spends a lot of time in dialogue with science to see how, how it all might fit together. Really? So then, uh, Dr. Swami Das, is it your content, contention that scripturally and scientifically there is a handshake that would say, yes, there truly was Adam, the first man? Well, maybe not quite like that. You know, science is really powerful. It tells us a lot of stuff about the world, but it doesn't answer every question we have. Sure. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think if you look at the scientific evidence, I don't, I don't know if there is any direct evidence that indicates Adam and Eve that says that, oh, here they are. <laughs> but a lot of people thought that because they couldn't see clear evidence, that was indication that they weren't really there. Mm -hmm. Now, that, that's going a little bit too far. I mean, if, if that only works if they're really, we would expect to see evidence. And it turns out that there's a lot of scenarios for Adam and Eve, where we just wouldn't expect to see evidence. You know, in my book, I talked about an, a recent Adam and Eve with a lot of people outside the garden. What Bill was really thinking about is, well, what if Adam and Eve were a lot more ancient? And, and he, he kind of comes down on the idea of maybe them living maybe about 700,000 years ago. Wow. In that case, you know, maybe, maybe there, wasn't, um, there wasn't as much interbreeding or maybe even any interbreeding between the Adam and Eve's lineage and others. And and so that, that changes the scenario a little bit, and it turns out that, that surprising for a lot of scientists and surprising for a lot of evolutionary creationists and atheist scientists alike, too, uh, that, you know, there, there may not be evidence against that. We couldn't find any. And that, that turns out to be an important position for a lot of people in the church, including Bill Craig and, and also a lot of Catholics, too. That's right. Okay, so Dr. Swamidas, then you're really rocking the boat here. I mean, you know, you know, this is we've talked about this in the past. There's few things that are more contentious uh, from a Christian worldview uh, uh, that uh, it does not include um, a conversation of young Earth and old Earth, right? Uh, so, uh, I love the idea that you know you're willing to probe into this and sort of poke along the idea 
of Adam from 700,000 years ago. That is quite a throw. Based upon, uh, you know, what do you hang your hat on on that? Well, to be clear, I hang my hat on just wanting to be truthful about the evidence. Yeah, thank um, you. I don't think if someone comes um, and wants to say, hey, could this actually work with evidence? I just want to give a truthful answer. And and so I don't I don't have to endorse that particular view to give a truthful answer about whether or not the evidence rules it out, right? Yeah. In terms of how Bill gets there, for him, the way how he reads scripture and understands theology, and I, and I don't understand him entirely on this or agree with him at all, but that's okay. He thinks that um, Adam and Eve um, are really the first that are that that have like a fully human mind that that are that have so there will be no humanness outside the garden. Maybe there were other beings out there that weren't fully human, but Adam and Eve are really the first ones that you could like sit down and have a conversation with. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then when he looks at the evidence, now there isn't any genetic evidence against sure. um, an Adam and Eve from whom we all descend, much more recent, um, as my book shows, but. The problem is that if you look at the fossil record, there's a lot of evidence of, of pretty intelligent behavior going back pretty far. Mm-hmm. Now, there's debate about precisely when um, you might put the cutoff for like, okay, that, that really is human and the stuff before that wasn't. Um, but there was a couple artifacts that, that he saw that, you know, we date to around 700,000 years ago where he says, you know, I have a hard time believing that something that's not human could make that. So I think Adam and Eve had to have been before that. So that's how he comes to it. Okay. We're talking about a brand new book called In Quest of the Historical Adam, a biblical and scientific exploration, which is by philosopher William Lane Craig. Um, We're talking about it with uh, Dr. Joshua Swamidas, who's a monthly guest on our show. His book about a similar topic is called The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. So I'd suggest if this is a topic that's of interest to you, that you pick up both of these books. Um, Now, I haven't read William Lane Craig's book yet. I don't think it's come out yet. Um, but I'm eager to do it. The thing that I have noticed and just from, you know, poking around and seeing what people are saying about it that I really like and respect Josh is that he is, um, you know, so he has a scientific approach, but he's also got his theological approach. Like we know from the new Testament, um, that Adam was a person, right? Because we know that because that's how Jesus talks about him. That's how Paul talks about him. So it's not like Adam was a story in the Old Testament that's never picked up, right? So, and he takes that seriously. And he says, okay, so if this is what we know, and this is what we know about science, therefore, what does it mean? Yeah, well, so I think the way how he starts for the book is really important. He um, is in part responding to a book that was initially pretty disturbing for him, called um, Adam, Adam and the Genome, and the subtitle on it was something that both him and I keyed in on. <laughs> the subtitle of it was Reading Scripture After Science, or Genetic Science. Ah, uh, after. Subservient and I was to. really uncomfortable with that subtitle. <laughs> and so, and so was, was Bill. The way how that book is really structured is like the first half of the book is about genetics, which is all just taken as true, that account. Um, and then, and then uh, you know, the second author, his two-author book, wrote about you know his, his response to that you know from you know from theology, really coming to the point of view that Adam and Eve weren't real people and real past. This this really seemed backwards to both of us because as Christians, you know we we start with Scripture and that, that's how and, and Bill writing his book. So 
really in direct response to that. The first half of his book is really looking at scripture and what it says mm-hmm. and what it is that he felt bound to based on what scripture taught. And the second half is in science, and it isn't so much, um, you know, accepting what the geneticist said. I think what's actually particularly important and striking about this is the pushback that he gave to um, many evolutionary creationists who have argued incorrectly, it turns out, that they had strong evidence against Adam and Eve. That shows out that what they said was not true and it wasn't good science. And, you know, Bill, the philosopher, he actually makes the, the correct case against it. He actually understands it better than many scientists do, i got to say. And, and so he's having that pushback, and then he finds himself in this, you know, grand conversation about with anthropologists. And, you know, I, I had the privilege of, of being a friend to him through this and just walking through it. I would get, and I have gotten so many emails from him where he just finds this really cool paper looking at an artifact and he's just puzzling about when humanness arises in, in our origins. Isn't that a great question? That sure is mm-hmm. a great question. When humanness arises in our origins. We're talking with Dr. Joshua Swamidas. So, Josh, I mean, in these conversations, these are sort of like, you know, um, late night dorm room conversations, right? I mean, they sort of take on the thread of that. What if, and there's no real, you know, empirical, you know, definitive answer to all this. And certainly no tomes like William Lane Craig's would be produced by the people who were having the dorm conversations. (laughs) Just want to clarify that. I just wanted to put it, you know, within the context of the way I'm thinking about it right now. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But Josh, I mean, you know, I'm sure you get, you know, you get this question, you get pushback from all this. There is a lot of murkiness here and a lot of conjecture and all that. I mean, so the bottom line is, you know, within 60 seconds or so, you know, where do you stand on this? How does it work for you when you have these conversations in your own head or with others in the scientific community about Adam? Well, I think, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the dorm conversations late at night, which many of us have had. I certainly have. Yeah. And what draws us to those? Well, often it's, you know, as, as college students, we have um, excess free time a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, and we're kind of getting captured by the beauty of being exposed to new knowledge that we've just never seen before and being around other people who care about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then so we get seduced into these grand conversations that we're never going to really resolve, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> but 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 it's there's something actually very human about that, about having conversations about stuff that touches on to the grand um, and to the divine and to the into things that maybe um, you know from the outset we really can't tell if we can resolve it or not. I mean, even we know we can't resolve it. But there's something very human about engaging those sorts of questions. And, and you know, we get older, we kind of have to start making a living and all that. And maybe we kind of fall away from that sort of thinking. But, you know, and that's, that's important, too. I mean, I got little kids. We got we to keep food in people's mouths. Sure. But there's also something really attractive and fun about kind of entering back into that grand conversation. I mean, I think these conversations about what it means to be human and where we came from, I mean, we know they appear in ancient literature, um, and you know, I, I imagine even you know, if you go back tens of thousand years ago, these are the sorts of things that people were wondering out, or you know, about around the campfires as they chomped down on some mammoths. These are just this is yeah. just part of what it means to be human is to be engaged in that question of trying to make sense of it all, right? Right. 
Right. Yeah. The kernel of inquiry. That's Dr. S. Joshua Swamidas. His book is called The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. We've been talking about a new book coming out. For those of you who are geeky and into this, uh, it sounds to be terrific. William Lane Craig's In Quest of the Historical Adam, Biblical and Scientific Exploration. Thanks for joining us today, Josh. Good to hear from you. Always a pleasure. Good to hear from you, too. Thank you. We'll take a quick break. It is our daily feature. Does this make sense? I only hope. Does it make sense? We try to unravel it every day here on the Word FM on the ride home. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states the following are real life stories from trinity debt management my story begins with debt a lot of debt i used my credit cards as a source of income it was not a good situation i couldn't pay my bills the interest on the cards was really high if you're in debt and you need help call trinity at 1-800-990-6976 i initially was scared to call and immediately i felt relief they contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy to manage monthly payment, reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration, as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. Are you or do you know a senior 62 years or older considering a reverse mortgage? Craig Schweiger of Federated Mortgage hosts a weekly show, Home is Where the Heart Is, to assist seniors and their families get the real facts about reverse mortgages. Increased income, debt consolidation, home improvements, ready cash for the times you need it, with no monthly payments? Join Craig for a special question and answer program that dispels the myths and reveals the truth about reverse mortgages for seniors. Saturday at 7 a.m. on 101.5 FM WORD. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
It'll be cloudy most of the time tonight with a low of 58. Periods of rain tomorrow. We'll see a thunderstorm late in the day. Expect a high tomorrow of 70. Saturday will be mostly cloudy and cooler with a little rain. Saturday will reach a high of 56. Sunday will see a chance for a shower and a high of 61. Mostly sunny Memorial Day Monday. A pleasant day. The high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? You know that little thing you can turn on your iPhone that says, I'm driving. Oh. (laughs) And can't answer the phone. You know that thing? My wife does that. My wife uses that. Yeah. So that's the question. Does that make sense, John? No, it does not. You know what that does? (laughs) What? Hacks me off. (laughs) Yep. Me too. (laughs) Can't stand it. I call her and I get that. And I'm like... Oh, okay. Sacred ground. You can't do this and talk. I'll call you when I'm safely in Scott. Like, what? Can you just talk on the phone? I need to talk to you. I need to say something. Yeah. Okay, but we're bad people because, no. I, you know, people listening to the program are like, oh, John and Kathy want people to text while they're driving. I'm not saying text. Of course text. I don't want that. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying be distracted by your phone. But for goodness sake, there has to be something else. You kidding me? People for like decades have been putting on makeup, eating food, right, exercising, right. you name it. <laughs> right. You can't talk on the phone. I'm I'm not going to fly off the road and go down the canyon and do it. You know, I'm not. So please, that doesn't, that's not appealing to me. That doesn't really help anybody at all. It just really hacks yeah. me off. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Does this make sense? For men everywhere, two words. Tube socks. Oh, God. Tube socks. Tube socks. Do they make sense? Here's the deal. There was a time. Now, you've seen me in tube socks, Kath, unfortunately. Well, I, have a, I have a photograph of it. Yeah. It's Sadly, it's you and a, and a pierogi. And I don't mean one you're eating. I mean the ones that run around PNC Park. It's one of the saddest photographs ever. Me and a pierogi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a pierogi. Tube socks. It's so fun. I was cutting the grass the other day. <laughs> exactly. I'm cutting the grass the other day. And I'm thinking, I, you know, I've got socks, but I needed a pair of heavy duty. I reached way back in my sock drawer. Yeah. Boom. I still have a pair of tube socks. I put those on. I was ready to go to work. But and you felt so, like John McEnroe in the at Wimbledon 1980. Listen, there was a time in the 70s, every guy was wearing tube socks up to his knee, right? There's a place for tube socks. Tube socks make sense. No, there's no place for tube socks. Tube socks should be burned. They should be leveled. You should rip them and make them into rags in your home so that no other poor person has to, you know, find their foot in that no no tube socks are not good no now listen if you have to wear tall socks for some other reason just put a pair of pants on so we don't have to see it my only regret is my only regret is never have your photo taken with tube socks next to a pierogi 
101.5 WORD. I'm Kenny Woods from Word FM, along with John Hall and Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home. We are partnering with Bible League International on Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. In many parts of countries like Kenya, Ghana, Tanzania, and Mozambique, as many as 9 out of 10 Christians are denied God's Word by corrupt governments, poverty, and remoteness. That's exactly why we're partnering with Bible League International to send Bibles to 2,800 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800-YES-WORD to send Bibles today or go to wordfm.com slash Bibles to give online. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. And this thing is just really impressive. And without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five and I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I look down at myself and I can't help but just laugh because there I am wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike and I'm eating two corn dogs. It's Ryan. And I think we'd all agree the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you, Word FM listeners. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. You're bringing tears of joy to believers in Africa. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I'm so grateful that our two ministries have partnered to send God's Word to 5,000 Bibleist believers in Africa. We're halfway to the goal, and I'm so grateful for every gift, but we need to wrap up in the coming days, so our prayer today is that you'll become a Bible sender. We were in a place called Ipumalanga, the lady there, she knelt down and she cried. She never, at the age of 60, she never had a Bible. It is so much fulfilling just to see people like her rejoicing um, when they receive their Bibles. That's Pastor Joseph in South Africa. What did this woman do when she received her Bible? Didn't merely say thanks. She wept for joy. And we're so grateful to be halfway to our goal of 5,000 Bibles to Africa. But we must wrap up in the coming days. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20. Please make your most generous gift at 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give at wordfm.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Well, a couple days last week on the ride home, uh, we kind of stepped away from normal programming and we uh, devoted ourselves full bore, 100% effort to taking care of people who live on the other side of the globe who do not and never have and maybe have never even seen a Bible in their own language. And you know what? It's one of those things like, you know, when you step into a a place like that and you're asking people for money, you know, it's uncomfortable. And when you're the person being asked for money, it's uncomfortable, but trying to rise above that feeling that we all have simply because the need is so 
great and the absolute privilege it would be to be the person who was able to provide to imagine being able to hand from you to them a bible to someone who has never seen it in their own language well that's what the bible league does for us we give money to the bible league and the bible league through all the outstanding partnerships they have are able to deliver bibles to all parts. I'm telling you the most remote parts of this globe, and they're able to give somebody God's word in their own language. Well, we've invited Michael Woolworth back on the show for a couple minutes here from the Bible League to give us an update on where we are with this campaign and to just to give us a little more impetus to remember that there are people today who aren't able to open up a Bible and read an encouraging psalm, aren't able to open up a Bible and read the story of how Jesus rose from the dead, aren't able to open up uh, a Bible and read about what the coming kingdom um, of Jesus will look like and life would be so different. So, Michael, welcome back. Well, thanks for that great lead-in, uh, Kath. And uh, hey, listen, last Tuesday and Wednesday, you had John away for the day. Maybe there was, maybe there was purpose in that. I don't know, but you Kath, you rocked it. And, and, and your listeners, absolutely amazing. I mean, they're, they're among the best. We've had this relationship for more than 20 years. I can't think of a time that we have come and we've presented the need wherever the focus has been. Uh, and they have not hit it out of the park. They really have done very, very well. And I love the fact that in leading into this uh, short segment together, you play this audio cutter. You had this uh, spot uh, where we featured uh, Pastor Joseph in South Africa. He's talking about a woman uh, in her 60s, John Cass. She lived remotely uh, in uh, that country, uh, lived in poverty, thought, okay, I'll never have a Bible. And when it finally came, he said what? She didn't really say thank you. She wept for joy. She rejoiced over having the Bible, to be able to open and read about the great lover of her soul, Jesus Christ. And I can tell you the only regret I have about that spot is I mentioned we're a little more than uh, halfway to our goal of 5,000. Let me give you an update on where we are today. Uh, We are at 4,750 Bibles. That means that uh, nearly 4,800 Christians will now have a Bible on the continent of Africa. And listen, we effectively began at zero just last week. And this is where we are today. It's a very challenging time to ask, but your listeners have definitely stepped forward, and they have delivered in great fashion. And uh, you may say, okay, you know what, you're at, Michael, you're saying you're at 4,800 Bibles. Why don't we just call it a day? There are 200 other Christians, 250 extra Christians right now, remaining Christians, that we want to give uh, the Bible to uh, in their own language. And so, Kath, John, thanks for just a few moments today to hop back on and put this before your listeners. We need to do this before the end of May, and the issue is we are running out of May. Yeah. Yeah, we sure are running out of May. Now, uh, we're talking specifically about the continent of Africa. And Michael, when you were with us last week, you kind of took us on a little like a a tour of the continent. And we talked about different countries and told stories and heard actual audio that you got when you were there. And I don't know, it it just kind of opened my mind um, to the fact that people are living in really difficult circumstances without access to the Bible. Now, throughout the COVID era, we've all been living in difficult circumstances. That's not a surprise to anybody. But, you know, we've had the scriptures to go to. Um, we know what the character of God is, right? We know what the promise of the Holy Spirit is. Um, we know what healing looks like. We know what how prayer is supposed to be done. We know all those sorts of things, but only because we have that. And so I'm thinking about people suffering in different countries, Michael, people you told us about. And I think, I don't know how you make it through an era like this without having those scriptural truths to hold on to. Well, I tell you, several of your listeners, when they called and they made their gifts, said, you know what, that story, it touched me. It was the trigger that that, that 
put me in the mode of being a, a Bible sender. And Kath, I'd love to take your listeners uh, to Zambia. Just a real quick okay. uh, abbreviated story, if I could. But can I thank some of your listeners as well? I would love to. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, first, let me take you to Zambia. This is the country in the southern part of uh, Africa. They're on the continent. It's uh, the place where the uh, famous missionary David Livingstone carried out years of ministry. This is Zambia, sure. Africa. And a man by the name of Shadrach is an elder in a shanty church there. He had word that there was an attack coming one week from Islamic extremists. Sure enough, that attack came. He had a handgun attempting to defend the congregation. And when the attack came in self-defense, he uh, shot a man by the name of Ishmael, didn't kill him, but in great Christian love, what he did is he nursed this man back to health. He was a livestock farmer, and so Shadrach took care of his livestock. The man also had a daughter who could not read and, and, and write about 13 years of age because of her social standing in that Islamic community had been denied an education, but she used this program from Bible Eat, used the program from Bible League, gave her the gift of literacy. Let me tell you, long story short, is the entire family came to embrace uh, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and it doesn't start there. There's about 80 uh, Islamic, uh, former Islamics, uh, that uh, some of these were extremists that have come to embrace the gospel. All of this because God chose to work through the suffering of these Christians, and most of them do not have a Bible. Let me say this, John Cat, you've got uh, on your wall in the studio there a picture of this man, Shadrach. I gave you a picture years ago, said W-O-R-D, we love you, we appreciate you. That is the man Shadrach who has Beautiful endured face. so much, but Big he is smile. willing. He's yeah, but he's willing to suffer for the gospel. And let me tell you, the the, the fact that about a hundred people have come Christ there, most of us will not see that type of return on our evangelistic and discipleship efforts. But Kath and John, make no mistake, what we're doing today is no less important. We're completing the equation. We're ninety five percent of the way to this goal of blessing 5,000 Bibleist believers. And our prayer is that really in the days to come, maybe even today, we can get it done for these remaining 250 Bibleist believers. Listen, I would love, Michael, for us to get that done by the end of today, for me to wake up in the morning and have an email in my inbox from you saying we have reached the goal. And to get to that goal, <laughs> we only need, I think the total cost is some, somewhere around $2,050, Michael, to get us to our goal. I mean, that's the total. That's the total. And listen, if you can give $2,050 right now, you can just finish off the goal at 1-800-YES-WORD, 1-800-YES-WORD. You can go online to wordfm.com and click that banner at the top of the page. If you don't have $2,050 to give, then $5 only will supply a Bible to a believer who is desperate, who doesn't desperate for it, doesn't even know the type of benefit they're going to enjoy by having it because they just have never had the Bible as part of their life in their own language. Hey, Michael, I've got a couple people I want to thank here. I want to thank uh, Winston, who called in from Aliquippa, 60 Bibles, Cheryl from Mount Pleasant, 20 Bibles, Marcy from Butler, 100 Bibles. That was a $500 gift. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Stephen from Avonmore, who paid for 40 Bibles, uh, Sharon from Coriopolis, 200 Bibles. Bibles. That was a $1,000 gift. Colette from La Trobe, a gift of 20 Bibles. And finally, Deborah from Aliquippa, she paid for one thousand bibles which was no. which was a five thousand dollar gift listen no. whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars whatever you have it there you just can't i don't know you can't put a price on this type of gift that you're giving to, to somebody so one right, I, would, I would just say yes word sorry Kat, i, I would it. just say if you can remember back when you got your own first bible someone gifted you the Bible, whether you went through, you know, some Sunday school or whatnot, or your parents gave you your Bible, 
you were excited, right? There was some deep emotion there. So these people that we're talking about in Zambia and all over Africa, right? They're excited just like you were. It's childlike faith because for the first time ever, there is God's word in their hands that will change their life and their family's life forever. Yeah, Michael, hold on for just a minute. Yeah, Michael, hold on for one sec, because I want to ask John a question. Of course, since we're not in the same room, John, you and I have both traveled with the Bible League. I've, you know, you've traveled a ton of times. There's something special about what they do. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, seriously, the first time I saw it, whenever they they go, the Bible League does this thing called Project Philip, which is like Bible Literacy 101. It presupposes no Bible knowledge, no Christian culture at all, and it teaches the basics of what it is to be a believer. At the completion of the Project Philip program, which runs anywhere from four weeks to six weeks, it's a commitment from people to people. And at the commitment of that, at the conclusion of Project Philip, there is, like anything, a graduation ceremony, and you're handed your own Bible. I mean, people jumping, literally jumping for joy, people shouting, singing, praising (laughs) the Lord. It is like it's an otherworldly, heavenly celebration because for the first time, people get their own copy of the Bible. We don't do that here in the United States, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen. But I'm telling you, in the places that Michael and Kath and I have been to, you see this repeatedly. People are thrilled to have their very own, from Genesis to Revelation, their own copy of the Bible in their own language, in their own dialect. 1-800-YES-WORD. We're looking for one Bible from you. That's $5. And as you hear Kath and Michael say, people have joined us all over the map. We're very, very close to our goal. So Does close. that goal matter to that one person? Of course, because that Bible matters to that one person, Kath. Yeah. Okay, Michael. So uh, finish things up for us for today. Um, and like I said, I'm really hoping to get that email from you tonight, Michael. Well, John Kath, I, you know, I've been to those graduation ceremonies as the eyes and ears of Bible League. I've traveled the far reaches of the earth. I've handed those Bibles out in various languages to all these new creations in Christ. And I can tell you the moments that I've done that, I have thought about your listeners who have given so sacrificially over the years to see those kingdom transactions happen. And as you say, we're handing the milk of the word, but these Christians, they don't stay infants. They grow, they mature, we're with them every step of the way. And I tell you, the stories that we've shared, some of these have been very, very difficult, but I hope you can see that the gospel's going forth. God is making good on his promise. You know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw the nations to myself. And again, what we're giving them is so elementary to the Christian faith, and yet so, so important. Listen, you've pushed so hard, listeners. We started out at zero about a week ago. We're at 4,750 Bibles toward our goal of 5,000. We need to wrap up in the coming days. All it takes is $5. Kathy, you're right. The math is simple. Less than $2,000. I think specifically it's 12 50. That would be one of you, <laughs> that gift, or maybe a dozen of you right now, given a gift of 20 Bibles, 100 Bibles, $100 each. You know, when that happens, we'll sing the Hallelujah Chorus, and I can let these Christians know your Bibles are coming. They're coming. Amen and amen. Thank you, Michael. So call us now, won't you? 1-800-YES-WORD. Of course, always online at wordfm.com. Let's make this goal and send as many Bibles as we can into Africa to ensure that new believers have God's precious and holy word, just like you and I have. 1-800-YES-WORD, of course, online, wordfm.com. Take a quick break, come back. 
Tiger Woods is in the news. He says these injuries he sustained are the worst ever. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Want to finally own your own home? Then attend Dollar Bank's free virtual mortgages for mothers workshop. It's online this year and all are welcome. Learn how to break the rent cycle, how to build savings and cut debt, and how to strengthen your credit to make your dream of owning a home real. Register today for Dollar Bank's free virtual mortgages for mothers home buying workshop at mortgagesformothers.com. Then join us on Saturday, June 12th at 9.30 a.m. Dollar Bank, equal housing lender. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Is it possible to truly love your enemy? Discover the truth behind the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as never before in the award-winning film Hope in the Holy Land. An enlightening, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides with real stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians who've lived through the years of war in search of peace. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today. It's Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. For a limited time, save up to $500 on top-rated mattress brands like Sealy and Sleepy's. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your $6.99 mattress purchase. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. your life have you witnessed something because i'll answer this question that i'm asking for myself because my my is the affirmative have you witnessed something that is otherworldly that in many ways is incongruent with the setting that you see Mm -hmm. that is lifted that uh, uh, for lack of a better word and it's a wonderful word that is purely holy there is holiness on display not manufactured not created for the moment. Not on Instagram. No, not something that's social, that is truly innocently, deeply, mm-hmm. purely holy. 
I've seen it. Kath, I know you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, you know, uh, we didn't mean to have this conversation, but we were talking about our experiences. We've got just a couple of minutes left with the Bible League. We have both witnessed those scenes when we traveled with the Bible League, yeah? I was at the top of this hill just a little over a year ago in Indonesia, um, a church that had, and you, you think you're making up these stories. I'm telling you, I was there. This church has been burned by radicals eight different times. So it's just like a picnic pavilion at this yeah. point. We're sitting under it in Sunday morning worship service. And this woman, I don't even know her name. She was coming around and she was handing out communion to all of us. And I, I was trying to explain it to John during the commercial break. I can't really explain it, but there was something about not just her face. Obviously we didn't speak the same language, Something about her demeanor, her self, she was holy. I, that's all, I, you know, I, I don't have any words for it other than that, but it was, it was, it was such a profound image in my mind. You know, I, I don't, it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. It really was. And I thought, you know, thank God for the Bible league that they yeah. do this. Yeah. You, John? The same thing. I mean, I was in Africa. I was in Senegal with the Bible League, and they were like, we're going to take you to a men's prison. Uh, This may be disturbing to you. I'm telling you, uh, they allowed me, the Bible League did, to go into a men's Bible study, the Project Philip that we had talked about, and I was able to hand out Bibles for a Bible League ceremony. The, The men there, I mean, there they were in prison. Who knows what they did to end up in prison in Senegal? They were so lovely. They were so happy. They were so enthusiastic. They were so grateful. They were so broken and crying because they finally had earned their very own copy of the Bible. 1-800-YES-WORD. Give us a call now. $5 buys one by whatever you can do to get us across this goal tonight. There are people who will be changed by your gift. 1-800-YES-WORD or wordfm.com. Have a great The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.